All right, we're back. Episode 12 of Your Art Thing. Uh, we have Josh Pringle back in the hot seat. We uh, had Josh on episode 10, I think, was it? Yeah, yeah. 10. We uh, had him on and he explained to us a bit about a document he sends out when he has a freelance job. And we had a uh, had a heap of feedback from that and people wondering why he does that and they wanted to get hold of it. So we thought we'd get him back on, dive a little deeper and uh, ask him some questions. Hey, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, looking forward to this one because we're going to be really learning a lot and this is sort of real shop talk. This is getting into the weeds, figuring out what kind of questions you should ask, what's the process from, you know, the initial contact all the way through to final payment and, you know, how do you manage that whole process? And, yeah, I think if I had this document, if I had this knowledge when I started out 354 years ago, I would have been stoked. I would have been like, yes, I can do it. I'm not, you know, I'm not alone. So, yeah, we yeah, have to pass is, some uh, of that on. I think this is way more valuable than Josh even let's, let's, I don't know, he, he thinks it is because uh, I, I think I've had a lot of issues with freelance over the last 12 months or so. And a lot of it's come down to like miscommunication and just me not being on the same page as the client. So yeah. Josh, Josh sent me this ages ago and not to be rude, Josh, but I kind of fobbed it off because I went, oh, that's probably a bit more than I can chew at this point in time. And I didn't want to make things harder for myself. But in, I don't know, in, in hindsight, it probably would have made things easier if I just like, spent a bit more time and uh, used it. <laughs> well, let's reintroduce him. Uh, Josh Pringle, everyone knows him from Keep Tassie Wild and uh, being a, the artist he is, he was on episode 10. How are you, Josh? Hello, I'm good. Thanks for having me again. Um, how are you guys? Yeah. Great to have you. Really good, good, man. That's good. So we, uh, we, we recorded an episode between yours and now because... You or your family was crook, so that is no good, and we are hoping you're better. Yep, no, we're all good. Had a bit of bit of the Rona and some other things chucked in there. Um, no, we're all we're we're back at it. So thank you. Yeah, it seems everyone in Tassie's or everyone everywhere maybe is getting COVID at the moment. So um, we dodged it for two years or whatever, but um, no, we're all good and healthy now. Good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah the the, yeah. the Rona. What an awful thing. I kind of forgot about it for a little bit there. Have you guys had yeah, it? I still haven't had it. Yeah, I did uh, have it, yeah. but uh, it seemed to quiet down here in Tassie for a while there, and then it just come back with force. Everyone, like you said, everyone Dan, seems to Dan, I reckon you've got like... Again. Uh, yeah, and I had this kind of ego thing just that I dodged it, and I kind of I felt just a little bit better than everyone else, and then I got yeah. it, and I was just like, oh, yeah, no, it's just... Now I'm just one of the plebs. Yeah. So yeah. Enjoy while you're riding <laughs> <Just> high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I like to keep myself at a level of unhealthiness that any of these kind of viruses don't really, uh, they're not even a blip on my <laughs> system. <laughs> it's like, well, you've got any symptoms already. Worry about. Don't worry about the Rona. <laughs> oh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
Let's get stuck into this thing. Josh, cool. we've got a heap of questions for you. We're going to walk everyone through this document of yours. But first of all, mm-hmm. can you explain to us how this document came about and, yeah, what's its purpose? Actually, sorry, Josh, before you get into that, I just want to tell everyone mm-hmm. if they're listening on wherever they're listening, they can head over to the Instagram, our Instagram account at Your Art Thing Podcast and... Uh, there'll be a link in the highlights there to the document. So you can follow along with the documents, use them, modify them for your own things. But we want to share this out to to all the listeners. So you might want to have it in front of you while you're listening. It might make, make a bit more sense. So, Yeah, and I guess that we can, like we always say, you don't have to use this either. This is just what Josh does. This is what works for him. Uh, take it or leave it as you will. But uh yeah, it might help you out. Hopefully it helps some people out. Yep. Yeah, totally. And I don't know, even um, me looking at it, sometimes I'll look at one I'd made or the document, it slowly moved over time because I kind of don't use it in the same way that I did before. I've kind of shifted it, added things, taken things away um, to shape it to my process a bit more. So definitely everyone's um, everyone's process will be really different. So essentially I've got two documents today send out with um, an email so someone will write to me and say hey i'm interested in getting a commission and that could be a commercial but we'll go with yeah just commercial stuff um and i'll send two documents out one is an illustration process and that so that just runs through how the process will work um what are the stages of me getting an illustration to them and then the other document is the initial illustration questions and that's so just that's a, a list of questions that i ask that's um just make sure I'm on the same page as the person um, wanting the commission. It's sort of just, it's a few kind of key questions and there's different ones for different sort of jobs um, that make sure, all right, you're not going to just come back later and say, oh, where's the colour? And it's like, well, no, you said black and white. Or I just understood that it was going to be black and white because you said you wanted something similar to this other job I did. Um, and so these questions are sort of help clarify clarify everything um, from the kind of first first contact. Yeah, and yeah, I like that sure. it's actually not just it's not just about the, the graphic side of it. It's also about the business side. Like you're asking how they're going to use it, how long they want to use it. They're asking you're asking a whole bunch of questions that eventually will affect the price that you're going to give them the quote. So yeah, it's really uh, yeah. really detailed. It's good. So should we start um, off with the illustration process document? Um, yeah, sure. for sure. I think it's really easy to, before we get started, I think it's really easy to, when you land a job, it's really easy to rush into it and get started on the actual designing part. And that's probably where a lot of people come unstuck with this. Well, I'm just speaking mm. from my own experience here, like getting yeah. too carried away too early and wasting time and having them come back and, yeah, changing their mind and stuff. So I think there's a lot to be said for slowing down the beginning and yeah like getting as much information together as you can before you actually start anything yeah yeah 100 percent. when i was starting out i i did almost i i got so excited someone wanted me to do a website for them and i went away and i it was one of my first jobs and it was a fun job to do was for these this company that used to do um like thermal cameras, like they put them on the bottom of the police helicopters and stuff like that. And I thought that was really cool at the time. And so I thought, I'm going to do a great job. I went away, 
And all they had done is said, oh, we heard you can build websites. We'd love to have a chat with you. And like that night I was building their website and I <laughs> I ended up spending like a week on it before the meeting and I'd built out their whole website. Like I'd taken all the information I could get from them and I turned up to the meeting with their website, this new website that I'd built for nothing. <laughs> and they were just like, oh, uh, how much? And I was like, uh, I'd... <laughs> I had nothing prepared. I had no idea how much it was going to cost them. And in the end, they just went away. Like they didn't, they didn't, uh, didn't end up getting the job. And, Who's this weirdo? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was like, that was a bit, yeah. I was too, too eager. Was the, what you presented them with, did it have anything to do with like, with the thermal cameras with farts? Cause I could just, I could just feel like that's the direction you would go with that looking at your Maybe that's why I was so keen on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, yeah, you learned so a lesson, didn't you? Yeah, don't jump the gun. You should have had this Ask document. Ask questions first. I know. That's what I'm saying. If I had this document back then, I would have oh, would have killed it. Anyway. All right. So if you're following along or not, I'll just read out the first bit. The illustration process document starts with, thanks heaps for choosing me to illustrate something for you. Let's take a look at the steps involved in creating an original hand-drawn illustration. The first one is initial contact. Step one achieved. We're off to a good start. <laughs> that's a that's good, like that. good way to start it. Yeah. Sets the tone. Good vibe. And that's also right, just something so worth the, mentioning too because I did read, sorry, I did read a few things that were like super professional and I was like, that just doesn't sound like me. It, it felt too too serious. And so um, I think, yeah, having that casual tone um, is actually a benefit it kind of or whatever tone the person doing the illustration has, I think that's good to shape that um, to however you actu- yeah. actually speak, I think. Yeah, I have yeah. noticed a few little um, bits and pieces in these documents that definitely makes it sound like you. I can't remember what exactly, but little uh, <laughs> little yays or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little Josh's Little yahoos. Yeah, Josh's Woo! <laughs> He's excited. I'll have to do a few more yahoos in the podcast just so I'm on brand <laughs> yeah for sure so the next uh, the next point is the brief so I'll supply you with a set of questions that help me figure out exactly what you're after you should find it attached with this email this will include what you want me to illustrate what sort of vibe you're after what your budget is where you plan to use it for how long and so on so that's talking about your initial illustration questions yeah yeah that's right yep 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 cool so we don't really need to say much about that just yet uh quote i'll take a look at what you're after and supply you with a quote so do you quote every freelance job or Uh, i know i've just i've just i'd bang on about this all the time how i don't do quotes but it I think in thinking about it recently, it's probably more so that I don't know how to do it. So I just build this fence saying, no, I don't do it because it's so hard to do. But yeah, if you know how to do it, yeah, I guess it's probably um, pretty helpful. Yeah, and also, but you you also never know. Like this, the whole point of these documents is to try nail down what you're actually doing so you can you know so that we'll talk about them later but those initial illustration questions you get the most information but you'll still never know you'll still never know that oh shit i can't draw a 
a flamingo, you know, and then so that's going to take you way longer. But I guess slowly over time, you figure out, um, all right, how much creative control do I have? How much, um, you know, am I good at coloring? Am I not good at coloring? And so all those things you understand what how long they take. And so sometimes I'll quote, I just don't think an hourly rate is that realistic because sometimes I'll produce something I love really fast. And it's and I'm like, I'm not going to charge, you know, a hundred bucks for that for a commercial business. Mm. So it's sort of like yeah. about um, creating a, a, a semi-uniform approach to quoting um, with a bit of flexibility. And it, it can always go either way. But um, yeah, that just gives it, a, a, you kind of learn over time, I think, of doing more jobs. But I think quoting is important because then you can, you can put it a bit above what you think you might do, then you're covered. But if it's way quicker, then you're fine. And then if you went way over, well, then that's kind of your fault and you learn, learn in the next one. Uh, to adjust your quote or learn to draw faster, I suppose. Well, so I might bring this up now. <clears throat> it's something that I do. Do you, will you quote, like even regardless of the usage or um, or the, the actual uh, design or anything like that, will you automatically charge more if it's a larger company than if it's a smaller company? even if it's for the exact same job, exact same usage? Um, or is that asking I too much? I wouldn't have used to. <laughs> no, no, not asking. No, 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 because this is the weird, this is this is the biggest one. And so because it's like why charge more for the same amount of time um, for exactly the same thing um, just mm. because they, they make more money? And one, it's because probably anyone listening to this isn't making enough money to... Um, sort of worry about upsetting a, a decent company or business. Um, yep. But the way I look at it now, it's about the, the value they get from that illustration. So if I sell it to your mum and dad's shop, you know, down the road and they're pro- they'll sell, you know, 20 T-shirts or whatever, a design, a T-shirt design, say, the value they're getting for that T-shirt, that design isn't that much. But if I sell that to a company exactly the same time to draw it, exactly everything else, I send away the same files, and if they print 100,000 of those T-shirts, then the value they're getting for that is like is so much greater than the value that the other people, um, than the mum and dad shop are getting. And so it's looking at it like that. So it feels a bit weird to charge more for someone who, you know, just because they make more money or, or whatever. Um, yeah. But the, I think you just have to kind of, I've slowly shifted my thinking and it's about what value are you giving that company? Um, and so it's not just after you finish the drawing, it's what the life of that drawing afterwards, hence the questions that sort of um, try figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really clever. I, I think that's spot on. I do the same. I ch- definitely 100% will charge more to a larger company. And I used to try to figure out, I used to try to also justify it with that value thing. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, I've stopped trying to guess what the value of that work will be for them because I found working with bigger companies, sometimes there's just so much wastage anyway. The value isn't there for them either. Um, sure. they, you might They might get you to do a job, but that job is so not used correctly um, or just wasted a lot of times. Um, yep. So the value sometimes doesn't work for them either. So, so maybe it's I potential value, value, even. Yeah, it's potential value. But also I, I, I sort of 
think to, I, I I know that they work within budgets that they need to spend to um, yeah. things. So they, they've, they've got budgets that they need to spend and they can't justify spending $200, but they can justify spending, you know, $5,000 if that makes sense because sure, totally. that's what the budget is for that. And it, the value is there because they have the budget for that. So just looking at it at a purely financial thing when you're dealing with bigger clients, I wouldn't be afraid to charge more because that's what those, they sort of expect. They don't expect low prices. And yeah, and also do, I think like, sorry. Go ahead, yeah. I just think like we kind of, we often, because we don't, like I think it's important not to rip clients off, but it's also important not to like feel sorry um, for the, the big corporations yeah. or the whatever, even if they're like not these massive, because a lot of people aren't going to be getting these huge commissions. Or, like, I mean, big commissions yeah. on these massive companies, just smaller ones, but it's like, no, they still make money. They're still paying their staff and they're not going to like, they're not going to give you money for nothing. And so why should you give them illustrations for nothing in a way? I don't know if that quite um, relates, but yeah. I think often you feel I mean, you've sort got to of look like, at it. not sorry for them, but you feel... Yeah, you might think a thousand dollars. Wow, that's a lot of money for you know that drawing, which isn't that big. And then you really, if you think about it, okay, what is a thousand dollars? That's okay. That's maybe a Friday dinner for the staff, right? Yeah, for totally. The ten staff to go out for dinner, uh, for or it's you know something else that that they would spend easily, but without and without it adding any value to their business. So a thousand dollars in you know, it's not that much. Um, obviously, you'd want you might want be talking more than a thousand dollars, but just you know, as a as an idea, no, totally, put yeah, it in relation yeah. to the cost of things. You know, it's not always a lot of money, yeah. even though it feels like it to you. Um, but it's more about you, yeah, totally. thinking that than it is about them. Yeah, it's hard to know the value they'll get from it as well. Sometimes you can't see. I don't know. Like once you've sent it off, it's hard to see what they're doing with it. So yeah. I've found that hard yeah, yeah. as well in the past, kind yeah. of being told something and then wondering if it's if that's the way it's gone down or not in the end. Well, yeah, also, but, I, uh, I have a something on the end of um now when I offer a quote. I've, I think I just tacked it on at the end now um, or the other day, but it's um, just saying kind of like, you know, you can only use it for what we talk about. Like you can't use it for anything else. Um and if you do want to use it, that's fine. You just have to pay a bit more money because, you know, you'll get that extra value. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. But I think legally, I don't know what I could do. You know, I'm not going to follow it up. But, like, um, I think by putting that out there and saying this is what it's for, you, you you are in your rights to write up and say, hey, I said, you know, that's just for T-shirts and now you're putting it on all this other merch and on your website. Um, and so, yeah, um, you kind of should be entitled to some more money for that really. Yeah, and having that there makes them aware of it too. Like if you don't state that, you know, you're only giving it to them for this this and that, then oh, you'd they have might no not power. even know yeah. and they'll just, yeah. No, and the assumption and is I, that it's I, their image now. Like that's what they kind of, they bought that image and the assumption is they can do whatever they want with it. And so that's why, yeah, exactly, having a document that kind of explains everything or not everything but, you know, gives an idea, um, it definitely kind of uh, – warns them that you know they can't just do whatever they want with it yeah, if you I stay they can't do um, they want with it that's why it's also important for a larger company to put a 
time frame on it. So you tell them they can only use it for 12 months. Um, so it doesn't get out of hand, you know what I mean? Like if you, yeah, I don't know, that's going down the licensing path and that's a whole nother combo. But if you only give it to them for a year, then that stops um, the amount they're making after a certain amount of time. So it doesn't snowball into them making a million dollars out of your artwork when you've only made a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And they have the opportunity to come to you and say, all right, this worked really well. We'll buy it for another year or two or three or whatever. Um, yeah. And then you just get a little bit, which would be nothing to them if they're bothering to come back, but um, but it helps you out. Yeah, for sure. All right. Should we move on to the next point? The agreement. Yeah, you go or am I going? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you're happy with my quote, we can get going. Or if not, we can discuss some other options. This quote will include all the relevant inv- information regarding licensing and usage. And then it jumps into initial 50% payment. Dun, dun, dun. Dollars. So well, yeah, it says... I'll require an initial payment of 50% of the total design fee before I start. Once you've paid this amount, I'm 100% committed to creating an illustration you're going to be stoked with. There's a Joshism. Yeah, um, there's a Joshism. <laughs> <laughs> why, is that, why is it important, Josh? Let us know. Uh, oh, just all your horror stories, isn't it? Like your hypotheticals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, of just yeah, it just means that one they're committed because it's so easy to say I want this, and then suddenly um, even you know like a position changes and someone leaves the job, and it's then they're, they're, the next person aren't going to follow it up. So it just means you're paid for the work you're going to start doing at least, um, and means everyone's on the same page. Like yep, we're definitely doing this, uh, and I've I've never had anyone have a problem with it. It's kind of, like they're going to pay that money anyway if they're serious. So um, yeah, there's never been any qualms with anyone paying that 50%. It used to be 25%, I think, on my document. And then I just thought, oh, look, it's handy having money in the bank. Um, Sometimes, you know, this might stretch out to a month. And if you're just working on that job for a month with no money, um, that can be difficult. So I think it it helps in that just everyday finances kind of way as well. And it makes you resent the client a lot less when they start calling you more than (laughs) once a day. It says yeah, in there yeah, totally. that you're you're 100 committed to creating the illustration after receiving that deposit, but I also think that it encourages them to be committed to it once they put some money towards it. Yeah, totally. That, yeah, that, and that's the kind of yeah. yeah, that's reading between the lines. Totally, like that. Why it's just going to be annoying for them if they've paid paid that money, and that's the main reason. I think that's the main reason in a way that I do it. It's handy getting the money, but it just means all right, they're not just asking if I'm interested in creating this illustration. They're kind of, um, yeah, we're all committed and it works. Do you find there's a, on the flip side, do you find there's, uh, it keeps you incentivized to finish the job in a certain manner as well? Like I used to charge uh, 50% initial uh, deposit and then 25 percent when when the design has been settled on like agreed to and then another 25 yeah. percent at the end um, but I would find that that last 25 percent sometimes wasn't enough of a motivator for me to get the job out quickly 
So sometimes if I had other jobs, I might, you know, this sounds bad, but I might, um, you know, start loading up on the next job before finishing the last one. And maybe it's, it's usually it was because there was still back and forward happening sometimes. But I found that having, the, then I switched to 50% at the end because having that 50% waiting for me at the end was more of a motivator for me to get it done. Um, yeah, yeah, that totally. makes And also sense. it relies on less structure for me, like that kind of, that's often blurry, that final, that, that, mm. That 75% is often a blurry line of like, are you almost there? Yeah, I think so. But then, you know, there could still be yeah. a bit of time in it. Um, and so finding out when that is and then sending an invoice just feels like a kind of a bit of a stop in the process sort of for me. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, just a nice, a larger lump sum at the end definitely um, is, yeah, it makes you want to finish that job for sure. Yeah. Hey, Dan, do you think where you said – uh, you'd rather take on, you know, start a new job to get that 50% as opposed to finishing another job for the 25. Do you think that comes from working for yourself as well? Like, well, sometimes, in, yeah. Sometimes, if you need money. Exactly, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you need that, you know, you need to pay bills. You need, yeah. to, you need to have that money. So, you know, I'm going to take on uh, another job or two um, and the other one I might take, it might take me, you know, a week longer to finish because I know, okay, there's only, you know, 25% left waiting for me. Whereas the other two, you know, is a potential 50. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I think that's, that's a pretty standard thing. On, I know with, um, yeah. Oh, sorry. I hope I don't sound like a prick, but <laughs> <laughs> you money no, that, that prick. builders do that. <laughs> builders do that a lot as well. I think, um, you know, like it's, and there's a, I, I know there's a name for it. I, I can't remember what it is, but it's like, um, or it's like, I don't know, is it opportunity cost? It's something where mm, yeah. it's important to snaffle that next client. You've already got the other one. So yeah, it's a bit of a pain for those ones who kind of slowly, but I think builders do that with houses quite often is, um, you know, they'll start really fast and really committed on a house. Then slowly those, the yeah. final bits of the house, it's like, no, they've jumped onto the next client to make them happy and be like, yep, we're starting. Everything's good. Oh, no. And so Josh, I think it's a pretty um, standard thing. Confirmed. I am a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's, or a builder. It's called riding, it's called riding the llama. <laughs> <laughs> All aboard. <laughs> anyway, we've, now that we've been through how much of a dick Dan is, <laughs> the next part of the document says more chats. At this point, it may be useful to catch up for a beer, coffee, or phone call and chat a bit more about what vibe you want your illustration to have. You can also supply me with a more detailed brief. And remember, I'm always happy to chat and answer questions throughout the whole process. So, how often does this happen, this beer, coffee, or phone call? Or do they just try and keep it online these days? Yeah, very, I think I've only done it once or twice. Um, I think it's... It doesn't really matter if it's over. I think it's just that kind of allows for a few more questions of just tightening up the brief and making sure, even sending a few sketches through. Um, I'd pro like if they want. I guess it's the more creative jobs where it's nice to sit down with someone and really kind of nut it out. If you're um, kind of coming up with ideas and brainstorming, I think then that's really valuable. Um, but most of it's generally figured out in the first instance, and so. Um, 
it's just maybe a few more email chat, um, questions over email and then I'll start drawing for sure. So, yeah, not much. You picked it. I think this one is uh, I couldn't see myself doing it because I would be nervous sitting across the table from someone I don't know, having them watch me sketch. But this is a, a – I take my hat off to you, just seeing all these Instagram you know, little videos of you in the morning having your coffee just – drawing freehand on a piece of paper just drawing this crazy ridiculous stuff so i think um yeah i think that one would come from your confidence of being able to draw so well oh yeah but i don't draw in those things so um like yeah so um uh, hmm, how do i answer that um when I'm in a meeting, I take notes. I don't even draw that much. Or maybe I'll do a very, very quick sketch. Nothing like, like really just shapes, um, not not a, yeah. a proper illustration. So it doesn't come, like they're not expecting a proper, like most of the time, like I'm saying this has only happened once or twice, but I guess I'm thinking when I've had other other meetings where I'm kind of nutting out a design, um, it's very basic and they're not expecting any proper illustrations there. It's really just kind of more talking and more sa- like I, I find in that chat, if you do sit down with someone, they'll say what they don't like. They'll say, um, Oh, I saw this thing or um, you know, just very simple things in person where they're like, Oh no, I wouldn't want um, it to go that far up the page because blah, blah, blah. Um, that's so much easier to say in person. And so I think that's yeah. um, or on a phone call, um, I'm happy to chat. Yeah, like I am. I'm fine. It doesn't scare me, and 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 so it's definitely easier in that sense. But it definitely doesn't come down to my drawing ability because I don't do, um, you know, any. If you want to impress them, you can do a few little sketches that look quick beforehand, <laughs> and just open up your sketchbook, and they'll be like, "Oh, wow." Um, but yeah, no, nothing to do with drawing ability. I think it's more just people often say how they feel, and you can interrogate them a bit more by chatting over the phone or. In, um, in person, it's email is sometimes pretty hard to kind of understand what people want, even with a set of questions. Yeah, true. And an email can take, I don't know, two days to get across what you would get across in 10 minutes sitting with someone or on the phone. It yeah. can be pretty frustrating yeah, to- and and waiting. The, totally. And if the client doesn't want to talk like, like if they're not interested in that, then that's fine. Like it doesn't matter. But if they want to talk like that, then it's good to offer it, I think. But like you could easily take that part out and just be like, cool, you've paid me and you've answered the questions. I'll start illustrating. It just kind of smooths out the process a bit more if um, it's a bigger job, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Illustration time. This is where the magic happens. I'll start creating the illustrations you're after. Once you've reached a point that I feel represents what the end product could look like, I'll shoot you through some images to get your feedback. Here we can go back and forth to make sure you're super happy with the design. I allow two rounds of changes. After this, 120, oh, I won't say the numbers. Oh, it's fine. Anyway, you can put, I think that. I put that up, but no, you can say numbers. That's fine. Uh, after this, uh, $120 an hour rate design rate applies. So, do you want to ask some questions about this one, Dan? Seeing as I keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the sound of your voice. Um, no, I think that's good. Uh, you, it's great to set a boundary right at the start because 
you'll you'll come one of the things when quoting that is an unknown is how often that person likes to talk and likes to make changes and their thought process can they can they can they express large chunks of information to you at one time or do they need to have uh, constant back and forward uh, in order to visualize things because some people aren't visual they might have you illustrating something but they're not a visual person so I think setting up this uh, these limits um, early on gives them a good understanding. They know, okay, I've got two rounds of changes. I better make them count. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I can see why you've done that. Um, how often do you, how often does that, even though you tell them, how, how often does that not matter? Um, does it ever not matter? Well, it's or people a, it's kind of a hard one because. Well, now that it's there, no one makes more than two changes. Um, okay. And that's the whole point of it. It's kind of like, um, and so that 120 an hour, like that could definitely be higher. Um, uh, mm. And, or, or like it needs to be there enough that scare them that you're kind of like, no one knows how long a change is going to take. But like, really, you should, um, it, yeah, it's enough to scare people away and go, I don't want to pay more than I have to. Um, so I'm going to yeah. try and get all this sorted. Uh, I've had times in the past where I haven't been clear about what like a round of changes is um, where I should send it through and go, here's this document. uh, Here's the illustration. This is round one. Like, let me know if it's on track or if you want to change anything round two. So I've had some clarification and where someone said, Oh, I didn't know those were my changes or whatever. Um, And so then I allowed them. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Okay. I should have communicated that a bit better. Um, But really it's, this was the main one main reason I set up the document, I reckon. Well, one, getting the main the idea at the start, but also people just drag it on. They don't understand that, um, especially after you've sort of set up all the files ready for print or whatever, and then they're like, oh, actually, I've just, you know, a very simple thing. I want that to be a different colour, but it, it's like you have to then, yeah, just the process of going back and changing that and then get everything print ready again um, can take so long. So I think it just kind of scares people off from those just flippant changes where they just kind of have an idea and go, oh, let's try it like this. Um, they know they're paying for that and so they tend not to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think thanks. this step I think this step is one of the most important, um, just setting that up early. For sure. It yeah, takes a lot totally. of time to change stuff. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't and know. And people don't know that. That's the thing. People don't understand the process, hey, like they um, or, yeah, like so many things that don't, seem to matter if you're not doing the illustrations but are a big thing like even that you've talked about um, nick in terms of like sizing and vector and all that kind of stuff it's like if you don't know what's going to be used for and then someone says comes back later and says oh we want that in vector um it's like well you didn't tell us tell us you were going to use it for that and so now you're paying me 120 an hour or 100 whatever an hour um to do that painstaking changing over to a vector file um, and you're covered for that. It's fine. You're not going to just be cursing them um, for, yeah, for that change. Vector Vector is my most hated word. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming I said. Sorry, it doesn't matter how many, uh, how many times I tell people that I use Procreate and it's not a vector program. They'll still come back to me two months later and say, Hey, my t-shirt printer is asking for an AI file or a vector file. Do you have these? <laughs> it makes me hit my, <laughs> smash my head up against the wall every time. Because they don't know. They just don't know until no. someone comes asking for it. 
Yeah, they just fob it off until they it becomes something that they need. I think. Yeah. Hey, Dals, do we need vectors? <laughs> nah, <laughs> we'll be right. Yeah, I, um, don't, I don't, don't know what to say to them. Just like, well, no, sorry, I, I can't do that. I could probably ask someone to do it for you, but just figure it out. And thank God for digital, like, makes these changes easier. Like, I'm assuming you're doing all the commercial stuff digitally, right? Unless they're asking for. Do you work straight uh, digital, like, to start with, or are you are you paper to digital? Uh, it's changed now, but um, mostly, um, yeah, yeah, no, pretty much all digital, which has kind of taken a bit of the um, spark out of a lot of my work, I find, but um, mm-hmm. just the speed at which I can kind of do it and the ease of changes and all that kind of stuff rather than a light box and scanning. Um, so, yeah, pretty much all commercial stuff now, unless they um, request, request it, I guess, which would be pretty rare, um, yeah, is all done digitally. Yeah, on a, um, I've got a... Wacom, Wacom, it's such a weird, it sound, feels weird saying Wacom. Um, uh, I've got a Cintiq Pro, like so quite a big tablet that I draw on in Photoshop and Illustrator. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some of your videos. That's very cool. Love those big ones. It is, I was so tempted with uh, handy. today's, um, what do you call it? What's today? Black Friday. And there's oh, yeah. a few yeah. big deals on, on some tablets. Uh, and I thought, oh, should I get a bigger one? Didn't do it. It's a bit of a game changer for me, the size, um, definitely, because I used the iPad for a while. And um, But, yeah, the size is so good. But it, yeah. uh, it's a lot of money, three and a half grand or three grand. It's a lot to spend. Yeah, and also mobility. I love being able to just yep. go anywhere with it. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, you can't do that. That can also be a bad thing too, though, I think, with the iPad. You can just go anywhere. So you find yourself slumped over on the couch or on your bed or anywhere. <laughs> I'd kind of wish yep. mine was bolted to my desk so I was actually encouraged to go and sit properly, and do it, <laughs> sit up yeah. straight. Yeah, you uh, definitely can't draw as well problems. on the couch as you think you can. No, definitely not. <laughs> Laying on your back <laughs> upside down. <laughs> yeah. All right, that brings us to the last uh, point on this document, so final improvement and payment. Here it is, a very special thing, your very own hand-drawn original illustration. At this stage, all the design work is done and the high-resolution files in whatever file format you prefer will be ready to send. Once I receive the final payment, they'll be yours. So, big lesson to anyone who hasn't done this before, get paid before you hand over anything. (laughs) Yep. Simple as that. Um, Have we all been burnt? Yeah, I've never been burnt. Uh, like, I don't know. I've never had that much problem with invoices being paid. Um, so I've been pretty lucky, but it's just a good fail safe. Um, and you do, it's so easy to not, you know, you just don't have to send them. You just send a, a low res file and, um, yeah, as soon as the money arrives, it'll definitely make them, make them pay you, I imagine. Yeah, no, I've never. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky also. I don't think I've ever been stooge too badly but uh i've definitely um messed up the whole deposit thing before (laughs) i'm guilty of that one losing the you know like doing work and then just not being paid anything basically oh but um so sad 
some of it some of it's a learning thing as well like some you know it might feel intimidating to do that to ask for money but as soon as you get burned it sort of becomes a lot easier so sometimes you need to you know you want to limit the damage but sometimes you need to learn a hard lesson um yeah i i did i learned by doing i learned yeah i think so as well lessons from clients which i thought were solid which i had for years clients i had for years which just doing work for and it's when you have an ongoing client because now all my work is ongoing clients i haven't had to get a new client in quite a while luckily enough knock wood um but when you're dealing with an ongoing client this all sort of becomes tricky because if you've worked with someone uh for a few years it feels weird to ask them for a deposit on a new job because it's sort of not a new job it's always an ongoing job and when it's not um you know when it's not fixed work monthly they just sort of give you work as they need it um i haven't asked for deposits or upfront payments for that i'll just do it and then send them an invoice when it's done i'll give them the work before i give them the invoice so okay i've done a job it's taken me three days send the job off because i know it needs to go out and then i'll send them an invoice so I've done that and I've done that with clients for years and I've had clients who I thought were really solid and they've burned me. Like I've, I've, I've had them for years that, without any problem and then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, they can't pay anymore and I've been stuck yeah, wow. with you know, a few grand lost. Um, in That's the end, rough. it's all sort of come back like slowly because we've had the relationship. They've felt bad about it too. So, you know, they've... You know, some one one guy's taken years to pay me back, but it's come it's coming back. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what the answer is there, but just try to if you do have that ongoing relationship with clients and you're not asking for, you know, deposits again and things like that, maybe uh, try to limit the damage. Try to limit how much is owing on the books. Um, don't let the invoices go out too far, even if you've had a client for years. Um, yeah, don't know how I got onto that. Yeah, no, I don't think that's just your the... like your fault either. Like, geez, the chance of that happening is like just seems pretty yeah. slim. But yeah, totally. And and I think even saying like, so you don't have to look at it as like a deposit, as in you're going to pay me or you're now committed. You can just kind of say, look, just for cash flow reasons, I want fifty percent now and fifty percent later because you're doing yeah. a job and you have to live, sort of thing. So I think you can kind of phrase it differently if you've had a client for a long time. Um, to just be like, I need to buy food. And so it's quite handy yeah. if I can, you know, just get paid at the start and then paid at the end. And then it doesn't matter how long it takes us to do this. Um, you've yeah. sort of got some money in the bank. Yeah. yeah. What I've come to pay. do is I've started just sort of putting thresholds on things. So saying, all right, I'll do up to the value of, depending on how much work they're sending over, but it might be just a few little things every month. Um, so I'll say, okay, I'll invoice you either every $500 or every month. So if they, if they've only sort of done $300 worth of work that month, I'll send them something at the end of the month. But if they're, you know, if they're doing bigger jobs, then I might invoice them every two weeks just so they get a reminder of what it's costing and, you know, the invoice is with them. Um, and I did read a law, uh, that. If you send an invoice, I should look this up. I'm just sort of there is a there is a law in Australia that if 
you send an invoice to someone, um, if they don't come back to you within a certain amount of time disputing that invoice, then that's that's their acceptance of it. So they have to pay it within a certain time. There is a law wow. around that. I'll, I'll look it up and find out the details. And I only found it because I was, was doing work for a builder and they would use that um, on their clients. So uh, if you send them an in, if, if, if you send your client an invoice and they don't come back to you saying they've got an issue paying it or something like that within, I think it's, it was a short amount of time. It was like 14 days or something. Could have been 30 days. That's, but, nuts. That's like squatting law. Hmm. You could just send out heaps of invoices. Hmm. Do you have to actually have done the work, or can you just? Send I think like- you probably have to. You probably have to justify. They've probably got. They've probably got. Um, you know, there's another law, isn't there? Just yeah. not not being a dickhead. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's no, a weird try it. Set up. Yeah. Just start sending like some really big company invoices, accounts receivable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so that's okay. Document, uh, that's that document. Docu- yeah. Document number one done. Got anything else to say about that? Uh, initial illustration. Uh, no, what was it? Process. Illustration. <laughs> illustration um, process document. No, only there's a few things at the bottom, just sort of um, uh, at the bottom, I think I say like deposit is non-refundable. Um, communication is key. So everything works smoothly if we both respond to emails in reasonable time. I did put like, please respond within this amount of time because sometimes it's just like weeks. Um, but then I realized sometimes I'm taking a holiday or I'm a bit lazy. Um, and so I didn't want them to kind of come back to me uh, and cancel the contract or whatever. Um, and yeah, no, but I think that's it. I like the kill the kill fee too. So if you decide to pull the pin on a project when the final designs have been completed, there's a kill fee of 30% um, of the total value. So yeah. I guess that comes, you've finished a job and... They don't want it anymore for whatever reason. They've still got to pay 30% instead of the 50. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, kind of. But then it's also like, why are they not just paying the 50%? Like that's bullshit if you finish the work. So um, <laughs> I guess it's it means they're more likely to pay it probably because they're, they're not going to want to deal with you if they've just cancelled something. Um, so I think yeah. my thinking behind that, I don't know where it came from, is they're more likely to go, all right, he's given us 20% off here. Um so let's pay him to get him off our back rather than give me all my money giving you nothing. and then just going, yeah. Let, yeah. So I think it's that kind of thing like going, all right, no one's happy here. This sucks. Um, let's just kind of cut it down the middle a little bit. Um, yeah, I think, I think it applies. It. I, I think that kill fee should apply across uh, regardless of where you are on the project. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah, I, I reckon, yeah. Yeah. Even if they've given you a deposit, you started a job, you've, You've come back to them. You've had some back and forward, but the project isn't finished yet, and then they just disappear. Um, I think that kill fee is you're more than um, valid to, to to put a kill fee on that because they've left you hanging. Yeah, I think no different to and because, having your hair cut or you know going to I don't know other businesses going out for dinner or whatever. Sometimes you have to pay um, mm-hmm. whether you go or not. Like it's the same thing. You're wasting someone's yeah, and time. And you've said no to other you've to said no to it. other jobs potentially. So like, yeah, you're kind of saying like, well, I put gave you two weeks for this design. I didn't I didn't take on any other work and now you're bailing. So I think yes. yeah, it covers you for that. It's lost lost time where you could have been making money elsewhere. So Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 
It's a tough one though. How do you get them to pay it? I guarantee yeah, you. I've never had to use it. Up, they'd be so. like, no, I'm not paying you that. <laughs> Go away. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you never have it's to use muscle. that, and I don't think you will. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. You too. Let's get stuck into this illustration questions, initial illustration questions. So just this is this would be the brief, right? This is you. This is what you send them to get the brief, uh, essentially, yep. before you quote. Yep. Yeah, so this is like yeah. a bunch of questions that helps me actually figure out what I'm quoting for, not just like, hey, do you want to do a T-shirt? Yep, okay, I charge this amount. It's like, all right, yeah. what Yeah. What specifically do you want? Yeah, this is you getting as much information as, as possible to make that quoting process easier for yourself. Totally. Does that sound right? Yep. Spot so on. the first yep. item on the list is usage. What will the illustration be used for? So, for example, a poster, ad campaign, T-shirts, packaging for screen print, print or digital or online use. So why is it important to know what it's being used for? Um, yeah, so I guess um, starting, well, uh, what file you're going to give it to them. So if, if it's the dreaded vector file, um, which means you can kind of make the image as large as you need to for any anything. Um, so from the very get-go, it's like, all right, how am I, what program am I going to be using to create this campaign, um, this, this illustration? Um, and then also even so if they want colour, I know that, okay, if it's a screen-printed thing, if they're getting um, T-shirts screen-printed, um, then there's a limit in the colors you can use. So I know to not, they don't, they might not know that, um, but I know that that, so I'll limit the color usage or tell them, okay, we can only do this many colors because you've only got so many screens. Um, and I guess it also, the difference between them saying, yeah, we're just going to use this for a poster in our bathroom or we're going to use this for packaging for all our brand means, okay, I can then understand that value that they might be getting um, so it helps me quote. Yeah, that's think, very yeah. interesting. Mm. I um, I the t-shirt printer I use, he must be a very easygoing guy because I never limit colors or anything. I just send him files and he does it. Well, yours, <laughs> um, I don't think yours are screen printer. Yours are no, um, definitely not. I just think, thanks for the jumper, but yeah, it's a, a different process. So, um, which means. And that's fine too. I guess it's kind of like if someone's spoken to them. But yeah, um, it's quite handy not having that that limit. Just uh, hearing you say some of this stuff, I just picture him with his head in his hands, just going, just receiving another file from me. Just going, ah, not again. Oh, there's <laughs> always someone worse than you, though. There's always someone worse sending in a worse file. They they must deal with some horrendous stuff. So yeah, don't feel too bad. Oh, you sure. imagine the low res. Uh, you know, <laughs> screenshots that he's getting and people are asking <laughs> to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Barry and his best mate's bowling club from 1945. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the next item, Dan? Uh, so, region, where will these images be used? Australia only or will they be used internationally? Mm. So why is this important? Um, so I haven't had to use this much, but um, 
I guess it's just another one of those things that like if this is something that you're, you're doing a company that's um, worldwide or in another country, they're getting kind of almost double the value maybe for each of those those countries. And so I just kind of use that as if they're saying, all right, we, um, you know, we'll be using this in Australia and the US and South Africa. You, yeah, the markets they're reaching is so much bigger than just someone saying, oh, we're just a little a Hobart um, Hobart mm-hmm. brand. So I think it just helps um, add that, like me figure out if they've kind of got more value for that. But like, it's very rare that I would, I guess, get a job that's going to go international. But it just means if it's there for a bigger a bigger company, you kind of know, all right, are they? It's just good to have that information, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. You did one, didn't you, Nick, with uh, Yakima um, racks? Right? Yeah, I did, but I definitely didn't go down the path of figuring out what value they were going to get from it because that illustration was only to for them to um, be used in-house, so on T-shirts and jerseys, et cetera, for their riders and their staff and all that sort of stuff. So they didn't really make any money from it. So I didn't really need to I'd chase up that. The, the, the value. I, um, yeah, I, <laughs> they may have made a few dollars. So this is what this is what. Well, I was not yeah, not directly, much. but like if you're building your brand, you're kind of you're paying for someone like and you know painting a mural on your business for people to see as they walk past your shop. You're not making any direct money from that, but you're definitely making it brings um, value money from that. You know, yeah, totally. Yeah. And so kind of. Um, which it's fair enough. Like I'm not like I, there's nothing wrong about like you know it doesn't. I do the same thing, but I I, I think the kind of idea that brand building, um, brands building their brand and marketing isn't making them money is, is just wrong because it just makes you know yeah they're making their brand look cool and that helps their brand. That's what it's about. Um, yeah. Just because they're not making you know thirty dollars from each one of those sold. Um, doesn't mean you shouldn't charge more. That said, figuring out the value of that, impossible. And, geez, the time you spend doing it, who cares? Just do the picture. Um, but, yeah, yeah I, this, I definitely think, like, they are making money from that. This job was actually what I had in mind when we were talking earlier um, in this podcast when we were saying, when I said it's hard to figure out where you know what sort of value they are getting from it like how much they are making from it because you don't actually it's hard to chase up what they're actually using it for so yeah totally where i was told yeah it's all in-house it's just going to be for our guys to wear it and whatever you're right they get more you know it makes their brand look cooler but it did also go a bit further than I don't know, they, they had mud guards made and I don't know, a few things that I didn't see coming. But oh, really? in saying that, it didn't get out of hand enough for me to be like, oh, hang on a minute. Like, Were they, they selling had... those mud guards or was that just for their, like? I think it was just for their guys as well. But in saying yeah. that, I don't know for sure. So, yeah. yeah. Goes to show... Yeah, learn from your mistakes and you do need to find out what's being used for what. But being within the mountain bike industry as well and being that massive brand, I was a bit of a, you know, like I was a bit struck by getting that job. So I was just like, I'll do it no matter what, which is probably not a good thing. But 
at no, the time. No, I think it is. Like, I think that's fo- like I'm all for that because I think this can all get so muddled up, and it's just like there's some jobs where I'm like, oh fuck, I don't care. <laughs> like, if they say no it's to so the point, I'll say, what, you, what, "What will you pay me?" and I'll do it because I want to do this job. And I, I don't think yeah. like there's all yeah, I, I don't think there's a problem with that because it's like if you really want to do the job and that like makes you super happy to see your artwork on that company, you you shouldn't do it, but like. You, you still do because it's like that's why we do it because it's like super rad to see artwork somewhere that you never thought it would be. So I guess you, if you're like a bit savvy, you can kind of charge correctly. But I, I don't think – I think often the problem with this, even if, if people are listening starting early, I don't think everyone should be charging appropriately from the get-go because you might – like you, you, yeah, like Dan said before, you kind of need to fuck up. You need to learn from these things. And also you don't want to have too big an ego – with charging it's like just started as a hobby and and undercharge a few times because that's how you figure out what your actual price is you can never know what your price is by starting with someone else's really you need to start a fair bit lower and slowly move up until it feels right until it feels like you're getting paid um what you think you should be paid so um yeah i don't actually think there's anything wrong with doing those jobs and getting underpaid like it's um i it seems to moan at you a bit, Nick, when you tell, like, kind of say this stuff. But I, I think it's um, it's it's perfectly fine, and I actually think it's the way people should do it. I, I don't think everyone should start super crisp and charging heaps because you. The reality is too, when you're starting, you're not actually as professional as you will be later, and so you're not just charging for your illustration skills. Skills you're charging for the whole process, and um, and and so you've got to take all that into account. Um, yeah, I might have just contradicted everything I've said um, previously in this episode, but yeah, you got to stop. Well, no, you, no, it is. You've it's got to it's know so hard to work to break. out. Yeah, and there's no mm. there's no rule book. Like you're literally making this up, and you like get information from your peers about you know what this what we're saying right now is going to change the way a heap of people, all seven of our listeners, the way they do things because until until you hear other experiences from other people and what other people do it's it's hard to figure it out because it's not written down anywhere like you can't yeah i don't know you just i'm i'm literally making it up as i go i've probably only done 40 or 50 freelance jobs now and i'm slowly figuring it out but when something Mm. like yeah when something like that comes along that yakima job i'll yeah i would have just about well, not done it for free, but yeah, I don't know. I'm making it sound like I got ripped off, which I didn't, because they paid me a fair bit of money to do that, and it was good. And I, char- I think I charged a good amount for it. Um, yeah, and that's and, the yeah, that's really that's it. the like, that's the measure. Yeah, like if you feel like it was worth it, then that's that's yeah, fine. 100%. Yes, you can always charge bigger, but don't rip yourself off and don't rip the client off. And if it feels good, then then you've won because it's not always about money. It's like you don't want to be paid with exposure, but sometimes exposure is what you want from that job, not necessarily for just because it's a rad job um, and we like drawing pictures and it's cool to see it on stuff that you, there's no way you could do yourself. Um, you know, who? where do you get mudguards printed? You know, now you've got a mudguard. Um, so yeah. it's worth doing those, those things, I think. Definitely. Exposure is a filthy word and you should never just do things for exposure. But in saying that, it's definitely a factor in some jobs because it will get you more work, which that 
yep. job for me has definitely opened up the gates as far as yeah the mountain bike industry for me. Yeah, that's awesome. For sure. Except that you don't want to do commissions anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Except I'm done. <laughs> Duration of license. How long do you plan to use the illustration? So we did we did touch on that before. Um, yeah. Why do you Why do you want to know how long they use them for? Um, I guess in this one, there's kind of it's twofold. Um, one just. Yep, the value that they'll get from that illustration. So it's handy. Some people like only want a seasonal T-shirt or a, um, yeah, a T-shirt's the example I always go to, but whatever it is. Um, and so they might only want to pay for it for a year. So I actually charge less if they, you know, yeah, I charge more for the longer they want to use it. Um, so that's a better option for them. If they only want to use it for a year, then they're only going to pay um you know, percentage as opposed to a 10-year or in perpetuity. Um, but it also means that once that illustration's been, once that year's up, I can go to them and say, do you still want to keep using this? If not, um, you, you have to stop selling it and I can now, it's my illustration, I own the copyright. You always own the copyright anyway, but I can now um, with a clear conscience um, use that illustration for something else. So I haven't, done that yet i sort of have but i actually fucked up and i did it before the license was even over and they wrote to me and like uh what's what's happening here and i was like oh man that felt like it was years ago um (laughs) but (laughs) but um yeah so it's pretty much it's quite handy if you're kind of doing stuff that might be usable again some stuff so brand specific um but some stuff you know might have little assets or little bits that um you can re re rejig or reuse in other illustrations or just sell as a print um and you know that they only paid for that year license, so you can do whatever you want with it uh, without feeling. Now, bad. when you, yeah, when you give a quote, um, mm-hmm. are you separating that from the artwork? So you're saying this yeah. is the artwork fee, this is the license fee. Yep. Yeah, not always, um, but when I do that kind of licensing stuff, so yeah, some jobs just don't call for all this, um, yeah. this sort of stuff. Um, but when they do, so I'll have a base level cost. Um, so say it's $800 for this illustration, uh, then I'll have a percentage for how long they want to use it. So a year is always included and then, um, and then it goes up in, um, so 30% for three years, 50% for five years, 80% on cop on top of that initial 800. Um, and then if they want to buy it in perpetuity forever, then it's like 300% of that initial one. It's like a lot. You want to make people really pay if they're going to own that forever and you never get, even if you like, I'm not going to use an illustration in 20 years, but it just means you do get it back. Um, yeah. So it's all kind of separated. You've got your base costing, your t- license time, then um, other things that can be added on. And once you kind of add all those things on, I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, that gets you your yeah. total cost. Yeah, it also sets the tone for them to know that they don't own it. Just because they've paid totally. for it doesn't mean they own it. And I think yeah. a lot of clients just think they've paid you for something and uh, they can do what they want with it and they, and they own yeah. it. And, and you know, uh, for some people that's fine. That You know, yeah, for some artists that's okay that, that, you know, they've done it, they've got paid, let them use it. But, but for others, you know, might want that back. So... It's a good thing to put in the client's mind that okay, remember this is still my image. You're just using it for a little while, letting you use totally. It. So, 
Yeah, and, and there's also another, like, there's a psychological thing, I think, with charging. We're kind of moving into my <clears throat> licensing or the way I quote now for some jobs, but there's a kind of psychological thing where it's like, oh, we could get this for three years, but what if we want it for five years? Mm. Um, and so they'll go, all right, yeah, we'll pay that extra 20% just in case rather than coming back later and paying more um, yeah. to use it again. And so I yeah. think what it does, what it makes me feel comfortable about is because sometimes you're like, shit, am I overcharging? Am I undercharging? And what it does is it kind of means they'll probably meet you where their budget lies rather mm. than necessarily the exact time they're going to use that um, uh, that image for. So it kind of it makes a bit of a buffer for me and for them so they can go, oh, we we'll have it for three years and we'll get it for cheaper or no, nah, we have you know, $2,000, let's get it for five years or whatever. Yeah, it um, closes the and- gap of sometimes if you underquote on something and they've got more budget, then they just sort of keep yeah. it. But if you've got this in there, they'll use all of their budget uh, on that. So you're closing that that little gap there. I like that. Totally, yeah. Mm. I found cool. it very hard to get my head around the whole why, why you would even put a license out um, early on but it took me yeah, a while to figure out that there's a lot of different elements of like what people are paying for. So your artwork is your artwork. You get to, it's you have the right to it no matter what. But they're paying you for your time plus yeah, the usage of what they're gonna use it for. Um it's it's hard because say you're I don't know. Say you're a tradie like me, you go to someone's house and they pay you um they pay eighty dollars an hour or whatever. They're paying for the time. They're not paying for um well I guess they are paying for the end product, but they don't get like a piece of something to I don't know where I'm going with this, but where whereas <laughs> I've had too many beers again. No, where, where are you? <laughs> Do we just move on? No, where you? No, I know where you're going. Created with that. something, uh, yeah. Where you have created something that's brand new that no one's ever seen before. You have to figure out their pay whether they're paying you for your time plus what you've created plus what they're going to use it for plus how long they're going to use it for. And it's a pretty hard calculation to figure out. Well, I found it very hard to get my head around that anyway. Oh, totally. And the only reason, so the way that I made it work with the percentages, and I, I think this is probably going to be super horrible, so just edit it out, the whole thing, um, if people won't be able to understand it. But like, so three years is 30% of that initial costing, but five years is 50%. So... Um, Oh, look, I've had a whiskey as well. Let's just um, <laughs> let's yeah, just bail yeah. on this. It's too hard to talk about numbers. But um, in the bin. essentially, it took me a long time to figure it out that um, how to get the numbers right so um, it's not cheaper for people just to buy three years and come back in three years and buy three years again and buy three years again. Like there's a kind of a little um, a formula to it. But, um, you know, anyone can just write to me and I'll happily just tell them the percentages I use. Yeah, I think what I was getting at too is that for a while there, I was under the impression that if you did a freelance job and someone paid you 
say, $50 an hour and it took you, you know, a certain amount of time, whatever that time added up to be, they paid you, that was theirs. That was their drawing because they'd paid you for, I don't know, that time. I never took into account yeah. that you, you were giving them something um, as well as the time that you had spent. Does that make a bit more sense? Yeah, yeah totally. And yeah, also it took me even, ages to um, actually figure that out. Yeah, and it's a special thing and it's kind of, that's why art's so weird and that's why there's podcasts dedicated. There's no like plumbing charging podcasts, are there? Like it's kind of, it's such mm. a weird thing. But I also got told some by a guy um, at a marketing agency when I was doing a logo um, and we were just working together on the logo and he said he charges, the the bulk of his charging is before he's put any pen to paper. He charges for his ideas because he's really good at coming up with logo ideas. And and that blew my mind. I was like, oh, you're actually paying me for like the the. He said like once you, well, it's a trade. Once you're drawing, you're just doing the work. But it's coming up with the ideas. That's the really creative bit. And so he was. He's like, you charge more for the 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 ideas. That's what you're paying for. And then once you you can charge hourly once you're drawing it if you want. But like, make sure you charge a decent amount for you coming up with those ideas because no one else can do it like you can. Um, and no one else can, yeah, they've come to you for um, that particular, for your style, and, and that comes down to your brain. That's not just how you're putting pen to paper. Um, so I think that's kind of worth thinking about as well. Um, art's just very weird or creative stuff's weird in that sense. It's You're kind of, you're paying for just you sitting there thinking about it, um, even though you don't kind of clock that time. Yeah. I think we'll have to get you back for you... round three for a full licensing episode. <laughs> <laughs> a, that would definitely be more when you said about the higher end clients. Um, you'd be you, he must be doing a lot with agencies and things like that, where they bring him in for that, and then they, they dump off the work to to their own staff. Um, mm. But yeah, there's a lot to be said about that. And even though you might not be at that level where you're you're the ideas person, you've got to put value on those ideas. And say, okay, they've got me because they can't come up with it. So, yeah, there is there is value in that. Totally spot on. All right. Um, uh, then you go into some more uh, questions. Uh, so, content. What does the illustration need to show? Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I figure, yeah. I'm like waiting for a question, but then I'm like, <laughs> I think I know what you want to talk about. Um, yeah, because you've just read it out to me. Um, yeah, so essentially, this is the ba- like. So you can get rid of the stuff above, like the duration of, of license and region and stuff, if you don't want to deal with this stuff. But this now is down to the nitty gritty of just knowing what they they actually want you to draw. Um, and so that's just because sometimes it comes in a whole wave of emails or chats or whatever, and it's really handy to just say just write down what you want me to draw. Like, what does it need to show? That's a kind of like, it's the wording too. It's a, a bit different. Sure, so it's yeah, not like, yeah. hey, can you draw some animals? It's like, no, I want you to show the these animals having fun or something like that. And so I think it just kind of, um, yeah, gets you on the same page uh, with, yeah, what they what they really want. Mm. And something do you find I've started doing, which I've mentioned before, is... People don't like it when you initially ask them to do it, but I've been saying to them, can you just do me a two-minute sketch of what you are thinking? 
whether it's terrible or not, it'll just it literally gives me what's in your head on a piece of paper. Yeah. So I can I don't know, it just makes it for me so much easier what they're thinking. Cause nine times out of ten, I don't know, when I send when I've sent a sketch through they they drastic changes to the you know, what I've thought from what they've said to me. So if they, they sketch something down, you can you have a bit of a vision of it, I think. But not everyone's going to yep, do that. Just trace over the top of it. Done. <laughs> I pretty much have a couple of times. <laughs> and how, how, how do you find people responding to that question? Are they pretty good? Are, they, do people, are people able to? Uh, like some people don't quite, you know, like, it depends if you're a descriptive writer and you really know what you want. Um, so that's where kind of, you know, having those further chats. But I think, um, and some people don't know what they want completely or some stuff just isn't realistic. So um, it's a whole range of a whole range of stuff. But you can always, that just gives you a point to clarify. You just say, all right, you said this, you know, what does that mean? Because um, that's the whole point of this is like, so many people have different ideas of what different things look like or how to explain what something yeah. looks like. They're coming from such different um, places. And so, yeah, it's a mix, but at least it gives you a place to say, all right, can you explain exactly what you meant by this? Or send them an example and say, is this what you meant by that? Um, just gives you a starting point. Yeah, and that's where we move on to the next point, the vibe. What sort of feel do you want the illustration to have? So that's that sort of accompanies that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, in content they're saying, okay, I want I want two dogs, you know, smoking a cigar, but then the vibe yeah. is like, okay, I want them to be high as fuck. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or, um, um, yeah, um, you summed it up. I don't have to say anything. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. do you want your dogs high next or question. very serious? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess the emotion, the I is, guess is, you want from that one, eh? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And it also like, I guess like, so people come to me and sometimes it's like, they've seen something that I've done. That's just like, um, you know, a, a dude drinking and kind of just like, <clears throat> like a bit more loose or whatever. Um, and sometimes it's, uh, yeah, just a more professional, I guess, illustration or, or whatever, or they don't want any kind of, yeah, there's just so there's so many variations that you don't get from just purely the content. It's kind of like, what mm. what are you trying to say with this illustration? And so I think that's quite like it's quite a handy thing to say. And people often say, yeah, just emotions, um, and that kind yeah. of helps helps with the yeah. direction. Yeah, and then the next one. Style. Yeah, I guess so if you have present... if you back Sorry, to the Nick, vibe go. bit, if you have like a bar on the beach that want an illustration, they want like. You know, some something real laid back. Whereas if you have like something like a, a CrossFit business or something, they'll want to be a bit more serious, motivated. You know, like someone looking a bit more not angry, but yeah, ripped. I don't know. Yep, ripped yep, totally. And even if it's <laughs> even style, like color stuff too. Like so, someone might say, "I want an '80s vibe." You know, I'm just thinking there with that yeah. thing. If it's like a sunset scene or something on a beach. It's kind of like someone could say, okay, I want an 80s vibe or I want a sort of, you know, a moody, stormy scene or whatever. Um, there's so many variations. So that kind of like, yes, particular graphic styles as well can kind of be talked about in that in that space. Um, even like kind of, you know, handwritten text or fonts, that kind of stuff. It can, um, yeah, 
it can separate all those things. All right. So style, uh, does any of my previous work fit the style you're after? Please attach any of my illustrations that have a similar style or feel to what you're after. Yeah, so this, this came from... Sorry. I was just going to say, your style is very um, unique, I think. Like, I think if anyone was coming to you for uh, a co- commission illustration these days, they'd, they'd know the style they were going to get. So do you mean by style, do you mean um, specifically your style or do you mean kind of the, the feel of the illustration? No, Does so I mean sense? my style. Yeah, yeah. But like it's funny because I see my style and it's probably because I'm right in there. Um, so I think it's all recognisably me. Um, but... I see my style, so I have <clears throat> some more sort of polished, um, I guess a lot of, so say the stuff I do for Keep Tazzy Wild or um, sort of digital, um, bit more realistic, um, maybe science-y stuff. Um, that's, I think that's very different to, say, my kind of looser um, pen and ink um, swords and skulls and that kind of thing. Um, mm. And so it just helps me when someone can't, yeah, by sending an image of what I've done, I see like some, there's some very different approaches, I guess, to how I make my art and my illustrations. And so if they send me something, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I did that. That's the lines are a bit looser. I did that with a pen. There's a few ink splatters maybe. So they want that kind of thing. There might be like, you know, and then the content might be tattoos and that kind of thing. Um, But then if they, yeah, they might send me something that's quite polished. And so in that case, I, um, I'll go down that line, I guess. Does that no, make sense? No, to tone it back a bit. Yeah, that makes sense. I yeah. just, uh, I think maybe being so into art and being into your work, I could tell that you had drawn something, whether it was, yeah, polished or not, but you seem to have your own uh, font. It's just your handwriting, <laughs> but it's yeah. very recognisable yeah. as yours. And, yeah, but I just, I was just interested to, yeah, to know what you meant by that one, but that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I'd see vast differences in my work, but, yeah, um, I'm just having a quick look at my Instagram now and I'm like, yeah, it all looks the same. So <laughs> I'll take that question out. <laughs> I don't think so. I was thinking, what the fuck are you talking about, Nick? <laughs> oh, that's good. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Nick. <laughs> oh, just shut up. <laughs> no, I can see where you go. Where I, I think maybe that's that. There's certain um, maybe there's certain pieces of Josh's work that draw you into his work more than others, maybe. So maybe that's what you're assigning his style to, because that's what appeals to you the most. Um, but I do, I do get it. I, like if I had to, you know, talk about your style, I would probably lean towards the more, um, you know, loosely drawn uh, sort of, uh, you know, figures and things like that, similar to what you did for our last episode 10 cover yeah yeah um, yeah and some yeah, people I want like that. a bird you know like um and if they've seen like just a really simple quick bird i do sort of like a symbol almost yeah um and i start drawing that in a realistic way it, so it just kind of just clears that up straight away i'm like oh, okay cool that's what they like and i can instantly draw in that that um you know follow that line rather than yeah. them saying 
you know, yeah, like so say a turbo chook bird, I've just done one for Keep Tassie Wild and it's it's very realistic. But then yeah, I could draw a bird in a um that same bird in a very cartoony way, um, you know, with tattoos and and, and whatnot. So yeah, it just clears that up. Yeah, I get yeah. that. What did you draw? Sorry, a turbo bird. Uh turbo <laughs> chook, sorry. He's not, not from, he's not from Tassie. Yeah. You're not from it's around here. Uh, like it's a um, a flightless bird that runs very fast. Um, native hen. Um, it's a bird oh, with okay. a blow off valve attached to its back. Yeah. <laughs> Why is they everyone run, talking uh, about the Tassie devil, the the Tasmanian tiger? When you got turbo chooks, fuck the tiger. Oh You've yeah, got turbo, turbo chooks are chook. sick. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they they're getting a kind cool. of they're coming into prominence a bit more now. I get they're getting a bit more respect. I think. Um, oh, good. Yeah. We've got some cool they stuff make, down here. They run real fast and they make a real cool noise. That's about it. Can <laughs> you do the, the noise, Nick? I'm hearing of a turbo <laughs> No, you got no hope. I've had a couple of beers, but not enough. To... <laughs> <laughs> My wife does it. Lindsay does a very good turbo chook impersonation. So um, um, maybe one day you can get her on the yeah, podcast as a guest. Yeah. Get her in the room. <laughs> Are you guys not bullshitting me? Is this like. Is this like when Aussies tell foreigners there's drop bears? Are you telling a mainlander there's a turbo chook? Is this like he's pulling my leg? Only one way to find out, Dan. You have to come and visit us. Come on down. (laughs) I feel like that Uh, episode artwork for this this podcast just (laughs) just drew itself, didn't it? (laughs) Oh, there we go. That's it. Was that a turbo chug or was that Josh's wife? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, not Lizzie. Um, that's from my Australian bird app. Um, but there we go. That's yeah, a, that's a turbo chug, Dan. Oh wow, that is not. That, that's not even. Does not even chook like sounds. That's cool. We're actually called a native hen. Yeah, good. <laughs> that's fantastic. Welcome to Tasmania. I just learned mm. something today. Colors. Like all these uh, design questions. I just learned about the turbo chook. Yeah, well, you just learned stuff. something, didn't you? Yeah. Let's move on to all colors. Right. Do you have cool. thoughts on colors? Are you after black and white or color illustrations? Do you have a limit on the colors you can use? Do you have a particular color? Do you Ooh. have particular colors you like? So oh, yeah. this goes back to what we were talking about before, I guess, with screen printing, etc. So very handy for you to know whether you have a limited color palette or, yeah, how many colors you can use, yeah? Yeah, totally. And not, yeah, just screen printing or like, so say if we do embroidered patch designs, they kind of, well, our company has a limit um, that we use has a limit of nine. So that and then also just um, just kind of the basic level too. Like a lot of people think they want colour or, or they want black and white or whatever, and I prefer to do black and white stuff. Um, and so colour takes me a lot longer and I'm not very good at it. And then just um, deciding if it's they want sort of, you know, they might like pastel colours, they might like bright fluoro-y ones. So just kind of um, it's kind of in the vibe um, thing. So it's kind of technical and also... Um, about the vibe as well that sort of clears all that up yep nice that's a pretty simple one i reckon writes Mm -hmm. itself what's next client profile please give an overview roughly what size is your organization and what services or products do you provide 
why is this important? Is this going back on the usage of the illustration? Yeah, I think so. I think just like sometimes you get emails from companies and you can't tell at all what they, um, you know, uh, how big they are and that kind of thing. So I think it just gives me a sort of, if they're like, oh, it's just me, me at home, or if they're like, yep, we have, you know, 30 employees, it kind of gives me an idea of, okay, what you're working with and and um, I'll adjust the quote accordingly to that a little bit. Yeah, goes back yeah. to the, the value they're getting from the product. Yeah, totally. And it's not black and white. They're never like, you know, I can't, you can't tell all that stuff, but it just, Sometimes you just they're coming in, uh, and you're totally blind to everything about them. And so I think it just it's just nice to kind of understand the business before you do something um, for them, and and definitely helps you quote. Yeah, and I guess that rolls into the next one, which is product numbers. So how many units do you estimate will be produced and sold? So I guess if they're like you said before, mum and dad coffee shop down the road, they're probably only going to have. 30 shirts made whereas big corporation you yeah it'd be hard to figure that out Um, yeah and i've never had anyone come back um with a a very good answer for that um also haven't asked like i haven't done t-shirts for massive companies or anything like that um and so yeah i think it just kind of gives you an idea so for me, like T-shirts were sort of between sort of started at maybe 250, 300. And then um, now my kind of basic um, sort of band T-shirt or, or company T-shirt is roughly around $500. Um, but if they're going to then say, oh, we're doing a massive run of that, I'll be like, oh, geez, it doesn't make take many T-shirts um, to make $500. So if they're doing, you know, yeah, a vast amount, then I'll kind of adjust adjust accordingly i think yeah yeah so going going off the convo we had before about the size of the business so would you charge more obviously i think the answer is yes but would you charge more for a a a bigger band as opposed to like a little local band that's only going to sell um yeah a small amount yeah totally yeah if i so i kind of i'll definitely charge less for smaller bands um, and even I think even bigger bands are like it depends how big, um, but just sort of like bigger Australian bands. I don't know if they they're kind of used to not paying that much as well. Um, yeah. So that like kind of I think for the amount of t-shirts a band would sell, you know, like kind of a, a three hundred or five hundred dollar illustration. And this is good because no one ever talks about cost. I never knew how much people charged um, for t-shirts and stuff. But um, you know they're gonna they're gonna make some decent money from that, and that's okay though. That's like you're not there to kind of police how much money they're making, but if a big band and every and also, geez, at the moment the music industry is kind of going through a lot, and I do feel a little bit bad. But um, so smaller bands definitely I'll charge less, and bigger bands, and then if a really big band asks me to do something, which I doubt they will, but you know I charge way more than five hundred dollars, absolutely, because um, bands can make a decent amount selling t-shirts and merch. That shows especially a decent sized band yeah and it also i think when talking about t-shirts and any type of merch like that it helps to understand um margins so it helps totally. to understand you know you need to you need to learn about how much a t-shirt actually costs to get printed in quantities yeah and then sort of see where you fit in that okay so 
you know they're going to sell a t-shirt for whatever 40 bucks you know it's going to cost them you know if they're going to do a short run it might cost them 25 bucks a shirt to produce so for you to be charging something that is 15 dollars a shirt sort of you sort of know off the bat that they're going to balk at that they're going to be like well wait where's the rest for us you know they they have to make something from it also um but in saying that that's that's on them to come back to you if they don't feel comfortable with that also um don't make the decision for them don't tell them that it's you know they should be making this much let them decide what they're going to make but just for your own sake i think it's good for t-shirts any other types of merch to know sort of what the production costs are even if you're not producing it just so you see where you fit yeah that's really handy i i definitely kind of with smaller bands i think about that and i'm like all right you'll sell 10 t-shirts to your mates um <clears throat> and if you're kind of getting yeah you know say that 15 dollars um that's 150 there already so you've already kind of yeah, that's okay. If I'm charging you two fifty or three hundred, so you can all pitch. There's five of you in the band, you know, chuck, chuck yeah. in twenty bucks, and suddenly yeah. you have a, like a well-designed T-shirt, um, and and so and they then make a bit. You know, a lot of these people aren't in bands to make money either, and so merch is kind of there's a whole range of reasons why people do merch, but it's important yeah. not to kind of undersell your like art costs a lot of money. It's a kind of like a bespoke special thing. So while yes, you want to kind of help help people out. I think they also understand that, oh, they'll get an awesome T-shirt design that, um, you know, that, yeah, of course it's going to cost a bit, but it's worth it in the end. Yeah. I guess that's a hard one for them to answer as well because they don't know what they're going to sell yet. So they're kind of relying on you to produce something that's cool that they will sell heaps of, but they don't know because they don't have it yet. So. Yeah, so they can write back and say, are you going to draw something that's shit? And I'll be like, uh, <laughs> yeah. no. And they're like, all right, we'll sell a few. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll sell a few then. <laughs> yeah. But also they're going to, tr- they, you know, you've got to account for the fact that they're not always going to be completely honest in these numbers either. They might try to say, oh, definitely. they're going to only sell a hundred shirts, but they're really thinking they want to sell 500. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, let them come back to you with a negotiating price if they're not happy. <laughs> don't yeah, don't do totally. their job for them. Half the time uh, next they're one. probably guessing just as much as we are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no one knows what they're. Yeah, no one knows anything. So. Yeah. Next one, the big one: budget. Asking the budget. Yeah. What is the budget you are working with? So this is the question that no one answers. Yeah, I was so going to say, please, does anyone ever give you a budget? <laughs> please answer all the questions, all the questions, and no one ever comes back. I've had, yeah, I have a few, and geez, it's handy because I've been very out, like overcharging or undercharging. And when they come back and say, you know, um, 200 bucks for a $1,000 job, $2,000 job, you can just be like, that's way too much. And sometimes they just have no idea. Or old mate there, like, has charged them way too little last job and they kind of don't mind paying more. They just didn't think that that's kind of what they pay. So um, it's super, it's the most important question, but it's hard to get out of people because most people don't know um, what their budget is. I've found, you know, bigger brands definitely might, but um, even then sometimes they just, no one knows this stuff. Um, So, yeah, but a good question. Yeah, and part of the reason they're asking you, for a quote is so they can figure out what their budget is sometimes yeah, also. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
I had an experience that was very interesting to me where I had this guy ring me who owned a business in WA and he's a bit of a loose cannon and he was just chewing my ear off and by accident, I believe, he name dropped who he used to use to draw his merch. So he predominantly used an illustrator, I won't name who it is, but he he... I think he accidentally said to me, oh, this guy um, used to draw this, but he can't anymore. So I was wondering if you could do it, basically. So I kind of went, oh, yeah, no worries. And then I messaged this guy just to try and feel out what he was charging this guy so I could kind of give him a price estimate on a similar sort of level. And this guy that I'm talking about, he's like a, a reasonably big, named illustrator in australia like fair fairly big following on the gram and all that and i kind of expected him to be charging a whole lot more than he was so in finding out yeah he just straight up told me what he was charging this guy and i was kind of like blown away by it i was just like oh shit like i probably would charge more than that and this guy's work was in my opinion way more professional than mine so you, you don't know what the last guy's charged or, or yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's hard. I've had that same experience totally. Where I've asked people and I've been like, "Oh, all right, I'm not far off," or like, "Oh, I'm charging quite well um, for yeah. what I do." And it never because and maybe because it's quite hard to do designs. Um, and even though sometimes it comes really easily, um, but like a lot of the time, you know, it's quite um, a process. I think you often like it takes its toll, and you're like, "Geez, all right, it's a weird." transaction money for that kind of creative energy and so sometimes it just yeah it's hard to ever feel kind of like you're getting paid appropriately because in the end it is kind of a, a, a tr- it's just a trade and you kind of you can't charge for your grand ideas of your art too much um, but yeah I think a lot a lot of people charge a lot less than you kind of assume I reckon yeah, yeah it kind of confused me it just made me uncomfortable in this way like I'd I'd found myself um, in a position where I thought I was, you know, happy with what I was charging and then I've and then this guy who was a lot more established than me and to in my opinion a lot more professional um, than me was charging probably less than what I was and it kind of just kicked me in the ass and made me go, geez, am I charging too much or what? But in uh, looking back at it now, I think he was definitely charging way less than it should have been but yeah yeah and if people are paying what you're char- like what you're charging then you're not charging too much really because people are just yeah exactly no. okay yeah that's right yeah there's never there's 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 not necessarily a correlation between you know talent or skill and and finance um yeah so get what you can get <laughs> at whatever <laughs> level you are <laughs> you know if you can get more money for a job don't worry about it if you're not as you know as good as the next guy well that person's making more so you should charge less if you can get more than you know a better illustrator then hey good on you take it don't feel yeah bad but about it's that funny it, we spoke about this before on here as well that people live differently as well so hmm. what i perceive my rate to be to me is reasonable but to this other guy that I was talking about, whatever he's charging, it might be, you know, like it might be more than enough 
for him and the way he lives. Like it's just, oh, it's so it's really, so hard yeah, to work it, it out. You're coming from like a trade as well, like that. Um, sorry, like yeah, you're but you're coming from like a an electrician, so you're you kind of your your view of it is, I guess, coming from um, that. Whereas I, even it was interesting in the last podcast, just talking about um, looking at art and pricing and all that kind of stuff for art shows. Um, and even just Nick, I think the way you talked about it, like, is so different to how I've heard other people talk about art because the the dominant narrative that I've that I know is that like you don't make money from being an artist, and you certainly don't make money from like having an art show um, ever. Like, really, like mm-hmm. that's just not something that happens. And so, hearing that you like how well you did in this last show, it's like that's fucking insane. Like, even however your yeah. expectations and everything, you're coming from it from a trade. Um, you know, and, a, and I, I think by the sounds of it, I'm just making assumptions here, but like from that kind of idea of like you deserve to be paid because you're doing the work. But like my understanding of art shows in particular and stuff is like, no, you don't sell, like half of it goes to the gallery. You've spent fucking hours. You can't do it like based on time because like um, it takes so long to do art. Um, and so I think like, yeah, in terms of your show too, you've done so well to like make that much money is is phenomenal really for like your first art show. Like most first art shows are flops or sold really cheap. And so you've managed to like not flop, sell over half the work um, and sell it for decent prices. Um, Yeah. So I think it's all, it's the cultural, it's the lens you're looking at it from like which kind of um, culture of payment you're coming from as well, I think. Yeah. See, Nick, told you. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the kind words. (laughs) Depends how you look at it, though. Like, I do definitely um, view my art thing (laughs) from from a trade point of view as well. Like you were saying, like, the the way I chose how much to charge to begin with was basically – when I would do cash work after work as an electrician, I'd charge 50 bucks an hour, say. Yeah. And the way I figured out that I would stop crawling through people's roofs and draw a picture instead was if I could get that same amount of money or more, um, you know, to, yeah. to make it worthwhile. So I've definitely, um, yeah... I definitely look at both in a similar way value-wise, which I don't know if I should or not. But Well, I think you should yeah. for the – like I definitely yeah. think you should for the commissions you're doing and obviously you should anyway for your art show because you sold work and, um, and, and it all went well. So, But like I think you can look at those two things differently too. Like I definitely look at um, commercial work and selling art. Like if I were to have a show – there's no way I'd think of it in the same way as um, as uh, my commercial work. I'd think of it, you know, I just, but that's also the way I'm coming from it. So maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should just like, you know, up those prices or whatever, but I'd more like, yeah, I look at it more as like an art show is almost like not, oh, definitely not a guaranteed loss, but like I'm not going to, I'm not going to live off an art show, but I do it because that creative outlet um, and everything yeah. else it gives me, is what I get from that, whereas the commercial commissions, they're the job sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of split all the different ways you draw into different 
different um, kind of, yeah, different views, I guess. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And, yeah, having come out of that show, yes, I sold a fair bit of it and it was pretty successful. But from a point of view of if I was doing that for a job, that would not have been worth my while as in what money I made as to how much time I put in, um, yeah. that sort of thing. And that's where like art that. becomes – art is about like – exploration and creative energy and the passion and exploring ideas and and so art shows i think there are like they're they're that and to you can have art shows that are more commercial and people do um but i think for me at least um and maybe you looking forward if you want to do it again there's probably a few things you can do like framing costs an absolute fortune and also probably having additions is a handy one. So it means people can buy, you know, more, you can sell more. Um, yeah. But like, but that, you know, viewing it as that thing of like what you get from it, even when you talk about, you know, I don't know if you've spoken on the podcast, but you're like reason behind setting yourself the goal for the show and mental health and everything. Like that's what art's about. We do art because it makes us feel so good. And so if that gets tangled up with commercial stuff and the commissions, it can get kind of dirty and you can start, you, yeah, I guess it's a good example. You're coming out of that show going, oh, I've just got this kind of disappointment. And it's like maybe because you were looking at that through a commercial lens when really what you've gotten emotionally out of it and those conversations and just even the the craft that you've just um, kind of embarked on by telling yourself you have to create these works, even though it's really hard, it sounds like you're like wealthier in so many senses Um and that, that money is kind of the secondary object. And, yeah, and judging that by time doesn't re- really um, matter in a way. Um, that yeah. said, nice to get paid. It's interesting because, yeah, I think I definitely went into it with more of an emotional um, view of how it was going to go until I had spent money on it. Like I'd spent yeah. a fair bit on it and then the money side of it definitely – came into um took over a bit yeah, yeah. Well, it's a metaphor for all it's, this stuff isn't it kind of like that's what happens it's like money kills art yeah yeah definitely anyway you, i don't know how mean, we got back onto that again yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sick of talking about that art show <laughs> that's not, that's well, let me just <laughs> yeah you did well nick um i just wanted to make a point that um talking about budgets and I don't think there's any other industry or any other um, type of work other than an artist or designer who talks themselves down from a budget. Um, No one does it better than us. We look at a job and we're constantly asking ourselves, is it worth it for them? Is it, you know, Mm. we bring our prices down. We start somewhere where we would like and then we only go down from that. We don't very rarely do we try to add on to it or, or look at it for what it's worth. And I think the quicker we change that and the quicker you can change it in yourself to say, that's not my job. That's the client's job to tell me if it's worth it. This is what I yeah. want, or this is what I think it's, you know, that I'm worth that the, the job is worth the time. My time is worth, um, let them tell me otherwise. Um, yeah, and I don't think we totally. do enough of that. I think we just 
so busy telling ourselves that, oh, it's not really worth it because it's our own ideas or it's, you know, it's coming yeah. 100% from us, you know. You're always and, questioning yourself because there's nothing to yeah. compare it to, compare what you're doing to. There yeah. is, but it's hard to find it. Like not everyone's yeah. talking about what they're charging. And even if they are, you if, if you see someone saying, hey, I charge this, and you look at their work and it's completely different to what you're doing, it's hard to put the same price on it. Yeah. yeah. That's why I think it's such a relief when you do hear another designer talking about money and figures and pricing. It's such a relief to hear just physical, just numbers, whatever yeah, they are. It just gives you an idea, doesn't it? Totally. It just, yeah. it's, it's such a massive relief. Like, oh, okay. Whereas if I needed an electrician, I can call 10 of them and they'll give me a price on the spot and there's no negotiations. <laughs> Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean. But that, but no that's one's... because there's guidelines that they have to abide by, and there's rules. So they're all doing exactly the same thing. So there has to be a a level, you know, dollar figure. Whereas yeah. there's just no written rule book of the art game, and it's just such a hard thing to figure out. Yeah, so that's why don't we're talk here. Yourself down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to tell you what not to do. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the next question. Time frame. Are we working to a deadline? If so, when would you require these illustrations? Very important. Yeah, um, pretty basic, but just yep. um, it's good to kind of have that and also have it even in a document. I find this um, super handy because I just save this in the same folder I'm working on the files. So I don't have to search through and go, oh, shit, when was that mm. due? I can just, um, oh, that's good. you know, it's just there on the document and um, nice and easy. Yeah, and do you do you charge an emergency fee? Like I, I do sometimes if someone needs something yeah. quick, I'll be like, yeah, okay, that's going to be extra. Um, yeah, it all depends. I guess here we're talking about kind of commercial stuff. So, um, you know, sometimes people come to me with like a birthday thing or something. And I'm like, okay, I can fit that in for you and I'm not going to charge. Yeah. Um, they're more, but commercial-wise, yeah, generally, unless I'm kind of, it just feels like the right amount of time to do it and I – have that time yep. but if it's if it's going to make me work harder and push other stuff and stress me out then yep i'll i'll charge um a bit more what whatever that yeah, is yeah. i don't know like if it was a um a thousand dollar job i might add 200 bucks onto it or something like that maybe i'm not sure yeah yeah it depends on also on how much it's affecting your other stuff yeah 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 totally all right, illustration versus design do you require the work to be completed production specs or do you or do you require only the illustrations and have access to a graphic designer that will prepare the files for production? Yeah, this is a really good question. I like this one. Yeah, this is pretty new. Um, but I just, I also realized um, when doing those, um, some beer labels that I loved it when they had a graphic designer. And so this mm. is kind of me like just fishing going, oh, please just say <laughs> just the illustration. Um, I should say below it, like it'll be way cheaper if you don't want me to do the final stuff. Because I, yeah, I find it really, um, I just, I hate getting it finished to spec. Some stuff's fine, but it's just kind of a pain in the ass. And I, I hate that end process. I like the creative drawing process. Um, and so this just means I, it's a lot more kind of, yeah, I don't have to worry about stuff if they say, no, nah, we've got a graphic designer, just send through the illustration. It's nice and easy. Yeah. So can you explain what you mean by, Say you finish the illustration, you've done your part with the drawing side of it. Can you explain what the graphic designer would do after that to prepare it for production for, say, yeah, beer can or 
t-shirt or whatever yeah um i guess the beer can example so i essentially just drew a um an image on a white background um sent that through and then they um the the graphic designer did everything like shrunk it you know like scaled it to the correct size they did all the text around it they um made sure the colors um or they i guess they would have sort of chosen the colors to let the printers know what to match to um and so really it was just like here's an illustration yet if that had been if they said no we want you to do the full label then i would have had to get a template for the label um figure out where i can kind of go to the edge of that template um that where the printing won't reach and that all that kind of stuff um even fonts like i suck at doing graphic design stuff so choosing fonts all that sort of stuff um if i cannot do any of that layout stuff um that's kind of so much better for me and now i'm even to the point where i probably would say i'll do do your illustration for something like that um i'll do the drawing but you can kind of um, find someone to kind of tidy it up do the text and stuff yeah because there's also sometimes they would you know sometimes the design job might be you know half or, or some, well, more than half of the actual oh, especially if you're not good at it like i don't know how to do mm. it so then it's like and stress wise it's like 90 percent um yeah and so yeah if you mm. can take that out of the equation you can charge less maybe and or charge you know whatever but um it means that you're kind of doing the thing you love doing rather than kind of nutting through all the difficult stuff yeah and, and definitely and depends it. on the artist because yeah i wouldn't have a clue how to do any of that stuff whereas dan you'd be all over it yeah totally yeah i could probably handle it but it's a bit a bit also even though i could do it it would be weird to say all right it's it's a thousand for the illustration and if you want me to d- design it's going to be three thousand <laughs> do you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like yeah. yeah they're going to expect okay it's a thousand for the illustration because that's what they're coming to you for maybe predominantly or that's the focal point of the job uh, visually um, but maybe the design is three t- is going to take you three times long or there's m- more involved in it. So they're going to expect, okay, well, maybe it's an extra 50% or something when really it might be three times the value. Um, so or three times the cost. So um, it's good to, yeah, it's good to get that out. And uh, I love that question. It's a good one. Some Something else to think about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Finally. Then, uh, are you okay with me sharing process images on social media? Why do you need to ask them that, Josh? Um, because some stuff they might not want to be seen until it's launched. Um, so I ask that of everyone just because sometimes people, even like private commissions, um, you know, it might be a gift for someone and, um, you know, there might be stuff that surprise not seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and just for commercial stuff, I guess, yeah, I've had stuff that, um, you know, so, uh, for a special celebration or whatever, and they just don't want that to be seen, but most people are pretty happy with, with it being, um, being shared cause it gets them more, um, exposure. For sure. That's the document. We've wrapped it up. So I think, do we, do we have anything else to say about this or are we happy to wrap it up with that boys? Um, I'll just say one more thing that I've got like five of these different documents for different stuff. So that's my commercial one. If someone wants a tattoo, I've got totally different questions. Um, and if someone wants a t-shirt or a band t-shirt, that kind of stuff, um, 
yeah, I've, I've got a few different ones and people can just shape them to kind of the questions they find themselves asking for each different job. Another thing, I don't think I've got it in here, but I do ask sometimes um, if there's text that's required um, for the people to supply the text in exactly how they want it to appear. Because so often people will be like, oh, I want, oh, I was meant to say it like this. So if they like um, spell checked 100%, you're saying this is the text I'm going to use, um, any changes, you know, that's going to cost you. Because, yeah, I find text is often something it takes a long time to do and people will often just be like, oh, oh sorry, yeah, no, have it. we want this word here now. And if you've actually like hand-drawn that text, that can be an absolute pain in the ass. So, um, yeah, that's another another one I'd probably add in. Yeah. That's brilliant, man. Really appreciate you sharing this document with us all. And, uh, yeah, if you could, one more thing we can ask from you is if you can get that turbo chook back up on your phone to see the, the podcast <laughs> out, we'd really appreciate it. Here it is. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, we guys. Appreciate it. Oh no, that's the that's sorry, that's the calls of the adult and chick. I'll do the territorial dispute call. <laughs> See you next time. You're out thing podcast. <laughs>